0: Basement presents The Yellow Wallpaper, a radio drama in one act. We would like to begin by acknowledging that this show was recorded on unceded indigenous lands. The Kayankahaka Nation is recognized as the custodians of these lands and the waters in which we gather today. This program contains audible sexual acts, implied gore, and acts of sudden and aggressive violence
1: you found the place quite affordable for its size. It stood here for so long unattended. This place is lovely, though. This place is lovely, though. This place place is is lovely, though. There's history here, here. behind the walls. It's an odd feeling.
2: History feels odd, especially when it's exaggerated.
1: I... This place is rather large. A mansion
2: All the more air to help your condition, my blessed Goose. The extra space should be more than enough to catch those queer thoughts of yours. Now come here, darling. Let me take a look at you. Why, the air's even helped your complexion.
1: John wraps his arms around me, but one expects that in marriage. He laughs on his way out. A joke he mustn't have told himself. And how is your new practice, darling? Have you settled in?
2: Oh, I've treated the pastor. He was impatient, I suspect. He's practical in the extreme.
1: He has no patience with faith. An intense
2: horror in regards to superstition.
1: I pray you were respectable,
2: husband. He seemed in tip top shape. He thanked God for his well-being despite my hands and station. Never trust anything out of view. I doubt his alleged invisible benefactor had as much to do with his well-being as your illness.
1: John is a physician and perhaps that is one reason I do not get well faster.
2: I was polite. While I'd sooner discuss the Holy Ghost, I'd be more appreciative to have his bill. Oh, John, be kind. Be kind? I'd sooner cure that visible disease of yours. And what is one to do? There's nothing particularly wrong with her, Nathan. Temporary nervous depression, I'm afraid. It makes sense, yes. It's unfortunate to be sure. Though I'm quite sure my sister's in good hands. Nathan, out of all an hour fraternity that you vetted, was I not the best option sooner? By all means, top of the class, top of my list. Of course, it wasn't entirely up to me. Your father wasn't the easiest to appease either. Either way, I understand you have your questions. Well... I've come to understand that you various phosphates as a means to medicate our little patient.
1: But what is one to do? I write this to spite them, but every time my pen hits the page, I dive into a pool of ink. I find myself short of breath at every page turn, and doubly as tired in being as sly as I'm forced to be. Forced to be.
2: Darling, what did I tell you? Put the pen down. Darling? I don't repeat myself, do I? This is simply too much for you. This isn't a malicious thing. Know how I worry. It's the worst thing to do in your condition, apart from having company. So I let it alone and talk about the house.
1: Small talk. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> There's something about this place.
2: Dearest, you're feeling a drought. All we need. John? We're feeling a drought, Jane. And as I said...
1: Yes, yes. But what I feel...
2: Is nothing dramatic. You just need to listen to me. You need to take pains to control yourself. You know how you can neglect your better senses. My better sense? Your better Senses. That's the final word on the subject. I was hoping the air on the upper floor would help.
1: John had shut the window. I get unreasonably angry with John sometimes. I'm sure I never used to be so sensitive. I think it's due to this nervous condition. John says if I feel so, I shall neglect proper self-control. Ignore my better sense. I take pains to control myself at his suggestion, and that makes me very tired.
2: No, I wouldn't hear of it. There was only a single window, and no other room near enough if I were to take another.
1: I know, John, you're so careful and loving. I know you care enough not to let me stir with any special direction, not a single step here or there. You know how I miss my walks. And perhaps with some exercise... Jane.
2: You are being ungrateful. If I might, your exercise depends on your strength, my dear, and your food somewhat on your appetite. But air you can absorb any time. Now, we came here solely on your account. There's a reason why we took to the upper floor nursery. It's a large, airy room. It nearly takes up the entire floor.
1: The windows are far reaching, taking in the air and sunshine when the days commanded. John had mentioned it being a nursery first and then a playground gymnasium. It makes sense. The barred windows aren't for me. They were left over when the little children climbed on the walls, leaving marks and rings. The paint and paper look as if a boys' school had used it. It's stripped, the paper, into great patches above the headboard of my bed, just about as far as I can reach. I never saw a worse paper in my life. One of those sprawling, flamboyant patterns they almost commit every artistic sin. It's dull. Dull enough to slide off the eye in following any line, yet pronounced enough to itch. It provokes study with every subtle imperfection of its lame, uncertain curves that trail off what little distance it can before suddenly committing suicide. The color is repellent, radiating revulsion, a smoldering, unclean smudge of yellow ash, strangely faded by protruding sunlight. I would mistake it for a lurid orange in some places, stains of sulfur tint in others. I would have guessed the children hated it. I hate it too, if I'd have to stay here longer. An anger stretched down from the base of my neck down to the pit of my throat. It holds my wrists and ankles in place and presses a tight, malicious palm onto my chest. John knows there is no reason to suffer, and that satisfies him. It's only nerves and nervousness, after all. That weight does impress my own failings in my duty. I do mean to help John. Such a real rest and comfort knowing that I am such a burden. Nobody would believe what an effort it is to do what little I am able. To dress, to entertain, and other things. It's a good thing, then, that Mary is so good with children. She's so sweet to our daughter, such a dear baby. I just wish I could hold her. I suppose John never was nervous in his life. I've mentioned the wallpaper to him. He laughs and
2: laughs. You know this place is doing you good, dear? If I were to renovate the room, I'd have to move you. No, the effort is certainly not worth just a three-month rental.
1: Then let us go downstairs. There are such pretty rooms there. One of those which doesn't have bars on the window
2: bars were a product of the renting, sadly. Once you are well and mobile, I will be able to take more patience. Perhaps we'll have our own place. Then, if you like, we'll do whatever you'd like to it. A match at least. Gates on the stairs. My blessed little goose. He is right.
1: I am becoming fun of it, the room, despite the wallpaper. It's subtle touches around the window where I can see the garden, those mysterious, deep-shaded arbors, the riotous old-fashioned flowers the gnarly trees. I can see the bay and the little private wharf belonging to the estate. I can see the lane we used to walk up to the house, transformed in the daylight, but washed away the rain. I always fancy I see people walking down the path or watching the tides above the wharf. John cautions me not to give way to fancy in the least. He says that imaginative power and a habit for storytelling is a nervous weakness of mine. It is sure to lead to all manner of excited fancies. I ought to use my will and good sense to check that tendency. I do try. I hear our daughter crying. Mary is with
2: her. I suppose that would be the wife. Is that right, John? Oh, bother. I apologize for the disruption. She suffers from... It is discouraging not to have any advice or companionship about
1: my work. When I get well, John says we will ask Cousin Henry and Julia for all. As to let me have those stimulating people around in my current condition. I wish I would get well faster. But I mustn't think about that. The paper looks like a broken neck in a stem of bulbous eyes staring at myself in contradictory glances. It makes me angry. I'm seething at its everlastingness. Up and down. Up and down, sideways and down, they crawl.
2: Up and down, sideways they crawl.
1: Up and down, up and down, sideways. Those absurd, unblinking and the eyes. And the They're everywhere. And the other, and the other. There's a place, a single place where two breaths didn't match. And the eyes go all the way up and down the line, one a little higher than the other. And the other, and the other, and the other. used to lie awake at night. It was when I was a child. i get more entertainment out of the blank walls and plain furniture than most children. Even more than a toy store. I'd find terror there, too. I remember what a kindly wink the knobs of our big old bureau used to have, and there was one chair that always seemed like a strong friend to lean on. I used to feel that if any of the other things looked too fierce or frightened. I'd make into that chair. I'd make you safe. I'd make you safe. I'd make you safe. I'd be safe. I'd make you safe. I'd make you safe. Make you safe. We had to bring the furniture from downstairs. That might explain why what sparse accessories was antagonized the dull throb of its barren landings. I suppose what little was left while this had been a playroom was taken to the nursery below. The children were Is dug out here and there. This heavy bed, which was all that we had found in this room, looked like it had been through the Greek Wars. I don't mind, though. I don't mind, except for the paper. Who are you writing to? Simply myself. No, no, don't get up, dear. I have it. Didn't your brother say? She is a perfect and enthusiastic housekeeper. Give me the pen, please. But I can write when she is out, just as John. I can see her just as long way off with these windows. I can see another path. It's lovely, a winding road. It looks off over to the country. A lovely country, too, full of elms and velvet meadows. The wallpaper has a kind of sub pattern in a different shade. A particularly irritating one. For you can only see it in certain lights and not clearly then. But... But there is a place that it isn't faded. Where the sun is just so, I can see a strange, provoking, formless sort of figure. It seems to go sulk behind that silly and conspicuous front design.
2: <laughs> of course, you are always welcome. Here, here, a fantastic host as always. It's quite brave of you.
1: Very brave indeed, despite the circumstances. Fourth of July is over. The people are gone and I am tired despite my bed rest. John decided it might do me good to see a little company, so he had allowed Julia and. Before they retired to the drawing room on the floor below. Of course, I didn't do a thing. Eliza sees to everything, but it tires me all the same. John says if I don't pick up faster, he will send me to Fort Mitchell in the fall. Away from you. Always. I hear of people who were sent there. Always. A dear friend of mine had voiced her surprise that I had not set foot in the sanitarium. That it was a matter of time and duty for myself as any God-fearing woman to make my pilgrimage there. She attempted to comfort me with the thought that many of the doctors were like my very own husband and brother. Only more so. I find myself becoming more and more fragile. It strains me that my mind refuses my commands that I'm getting dreadfully fretful and querulous. that would do the same. There are more serious cases in town. I am thankful that mine is not serious. The room is airy and comfortable, if not empty. Of course, it would be wrong of me to make him uncomfortable for a whim. I'm becoming fond of it. The room. Despite the wallpaper... I'm lying down, I'm here in my bed, large, we
2: I wouldn't hear of it.
1: I know how you tired of my care, darling. I beg, let me go visit cousin Henry and Julia. I'm sure they miss you so.
2: My blessed goose, what kind of husband would I be to allow my sick wife to travel in my charge? Oh, hold your tears, love. Mustn't tire yourself. Need to get well. Don't bother, Mary. Eliza? Something's happened, hadn't it? I am alone with the wallpaper again. It
1: must have been. once. I remember being in his arms, and he just carried me upstairs and laid me on the bed. He sat by me and read to me till it tired my head. He said I was his darling and his comfort and all he had, and that I must take care of myself for his sake and keep well. He says no one but myself can help me out of this. That i must use my will and self-control and not let my silly aunties run away with me. There is one comfort, the baby is well and happy. She doesn't have to occupy this nursery with the hard wallpaper. If not for me, the child would have. It's a fortunate escape, I love her so. I would not have subjected her to such a thing. I never thought of it like that. It's lucky that John kept me here after all. I can stand it so much easier than a baby at the very least. It's not something I would say loud, however. There are things in the paper that nobody knows but me. I see things. Things that are behind outside pattern between dim shapes and postures. They get clearer every day. It is always the same shape. There are more of them. And it is like a woman stooping down, creeping about behind the pattern. I wonder. I begin to think. I wish John would take me from here. I can see the moon despite the rain. It's nice. It's almost merciful. Oh, I wish I could shower just as well in the rain as the moonlight. I'm so glad you decided to stay with me tonight.
2: Anything for you, darling. Though we mustn't keep you stimulated. It's best to remain a calm evening, I think. Why, you should be asleep. What's kept you, little girl?
1: John, I think it's time we went home.
2: We've talked about this. We have three weeks left on the lease, and I've taken the liberty to have repairs done to our home. They won't be complete till our lease is over, and perhaps longer till you've fully recovered. I'm a doctor, dear, and I know. You are gaining flesh and color. Your appetite is better.
1: I haven't gained any weight. Not much as such, and my appetite may be better in the evening while you're here, but once I'm alone, nothing.
2: Oh, bless her little heart. She shall be as sick as she pleases. He holds me. But let's improve the shining hours by going to sleep. Talk about this in the morning.
1: Won't you be off?
2: Why, how can I, dear? It's only three weeks more. Really, dear, you will be better then, with my presence.
1: Perhaps in body.
2: My darling, I beg of you. For my sake, and the sake of our child. The child.
1: The... The child.
2: As well as your own. You will never, for one instant, let that idea enter your mind. There is nothing so dangerous, so fascinating to a temperament like yours. Is a false and foolish fancy. You trust me, your physician, and your husband, if I tell you so?
1: It's best if we just sleep. a long, drawn cow warm, holy. She chanted loudly, chanted loudly, till her eyes were dark and holy, and her sweet face, shined smooth, turned to towered camel, For ere she reached upon the tower, the first house by the waterside. side, She does. Mm. 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 and balcony, by wall, and the pale. there is one mark something within the paper i think nobody seems to notice but myself it changes as the light changes when the sun shoots through the east window i always watch the first for too long it changes so I am not looking. I watch Eliza as well. Mary, when I can make it down the stairs. I can only imagine the bundle she holds is our child. She cries all the time, except when I'm watching. They all touch the paper. Now again, it stains their fingers. Mary as well. I caught her hand on it once, the free hand, and then the child. She didn't know I was in the room, and when I asked her in a quiet... Quiet. 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 With the most restrained manner possible, what she was doing with the paper. She turned around and said she'd been caught. Thank you. but I sleep a good deal during the day. The daytime finds itself so tiresome. on tonight. It's low down near the floor. A streak runs around the room. It goes behind every piece of furniture except the bed. A long, straight, smooth streak. Out there, in every one of my windows. It is the same woman, I know. She is always there, head low to the ground, arms kneading the grass, her feet arched, propelling her just outside of rational purview. I see her on that long sheet. Could be gotten off from the under one, I would try it. Little by little. I found another thing that I shouldn't say. It doesn't trust people. There are only two more days to get this paper off. I believe John is beginning to notice. I don't like to meet his eyes. I hear him ask Eliza questions professional questions about me. She had a good report to give. He asks Mary about the baby. As I know where she hides it. As if I couldn't see it through him.
0: Today
1: is the last day. John is to stay in town overnight. He won't be here till the evening. Eliza wanted to sleep with me, the sly thing. I told her that I would rest better all alone. That was clever. Though I wasn't alone at all. As soon as the moonlight reached us, the poor thing began to creep across my fingers and heads. The eyes within their stocks watched her as I do. My fingers are I pulled, I wretched The smell, the stain The vicious thing! Why? Jane, please! Are you sure? Are you sure it's. Ah! Wow. It is so pleasant to be out in this great room. I don't want to go outside. Outside, I have to creep on the ground. Everything is green there. But here, I can creep smoothly on the floor. I fit so well, lying within the wall. I cannot...
2: Dammit, Jane! Open the door!
1: My way...
2: Please, just open it! This is your husband, goddammit! John is here. How he calls into power. It's such a shame to
1: break such a beautiful door. Here he is, with the axe, and yet...
2: What in... I... I... What have you done? I'm
0: here, I'll get to you, You've been listening to The Malicious Basement's The Yellow Wallpaper, based on the novella of the same name by Charlotte Perkins Gilman. Teleplay and adaptation by Xander Barth. Vocal direction by Melanne Chiquan. The voice of Jane, the narrator, and the other woman was played by Marissa Blair. The voice of John was played by Jordan Prentiss. The voice of Julia and Eliza was played by Maddie Joliffe. The voice of Cousin Henry was played by Brandon Girage Frederick Vasco. Recording audio engineering provided by Brandon Girage Frederick Vasco. Post production audio engineering by Xander Barth. Additional audio sources provided by Tiger Sound, Mocha, Ephemeral Rift, Benon Can, Joel Audio. Nathayama, Carlito62, Yossarian Dat Silencer, Rocks Room, Massif, Mattia Greyfox, Castiron Carousel, Richland TV, Growler Music, Brain Claim, Sporesmen Darius Kiros Apollo Aleo, Inspector J, Florian Reichlet, Eric Sounds Schmid, H. Smith 1986, Himura Kazuto, Natalie M.C., Samantha Dolman, Bedoink, and Xander Barth. Curious about our work? Follow us at The Malicious Basement on Facebook or The Malicious Basement Company on Instagram. If you'd like to contact us, send us an email at info at basement.org If you are absolutely inclined to stalking us, you can also visit our website at basement.org And remember, everyone has a story to tell.